Hey, Big D here on a late Sunday night with a little live stream of Championship Sunday on the Big D Podcast before I tell you about the wide receivers and pass catchers who played today. Please subscribe, like, and check out the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you can see this live stream in its entirety. Check out all my podcasts. You can critique me. You can... Like, subscribe, share, respond. I'll respond even if it your response comes at 3, 4 a.m. I'll respond soon after. Also, check out the Beat Dig podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Whew. What a day. What a game. What a day for football. Two incredible games. Two crazy games. And seemingly, with what's happened throughout the playoffs, two games decided by three points. But um, to me, while quarterbacks generally rule the world and will get all the recognition, or in some cases, all the blame, for what transpires in games, one position that has become so important for winning teams is wide receiver. Used to, teams could win with power running games and great defenses. Not now. In my view, teams win with quality wide receivers. You don't need Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup, Randy Moss in his prime to win Super Bowls, but it sure helps. And with the rules that favor offense now, The wide receiver position has become so valuable. You know, with the NFL leaning more offense in mind, wide receivers have come to the NFL and made headlines. We've seen what Justin Jefferson has done with the Minnesota Vikings. We've seen what some of these kids done this year. One I'll talk about in just a minute. But seemingly wide receivers have become so important and if a quarterback doesn't have a wide receiver, A, the quarterback sounds good, and B, the wide receiver, whether you're a great receiver or a good receiver, is not happy because he's not getting the ball. And as we've seen earlier in this postseason with Seeding Lamb not getting the ball, or some of these guys not getting the ball, uh, Stephon Diggs last week for the Bills, if your top receiver is not getting the ball, you're not, you're not always in a great spot. And um, in the first game, to me, the difference between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs was not, Kansas, was not the number one receiver, but the number two receiver. To me, we all knew Jamal Chase was going to be the focal point, not just the Cincinnati's offense, but Kansas City's defense, because trust me, the Chiefs remember in Week 17 when Chase caught 11 for 266 and three scores. Kansas City was not going to let Jamal Chase beat them. And yes, Jamal Chase caught six balls for 54 yards and a touchdown, but Chase wasn't the same receiver. Kansas City did a good job bracketing him a lot of the time. Yeah, Chase made a couple plays on with single coverage, but Chase was really 
more or less not taken out of the game, but minimized in this game. Kansas City did a great job on Stefan Diggs last week and probably and used much of, if not all, of the same game plan on Chase. But you know what happens when you double a star receiver like Jamal Chase? Somebody's got to step up. And that somebody that a was T. Higgins. Because he caught six balls for 103 yards, leading all receivers, including a big 44 yard pass. To me, it's not always the number one receiver who wins on Championship Sunday, especially if you double team in some way. But that number two guy has got to step up. And T. Higgins was big. Talk about a security blanket for a young quarterback like Gerald Pro. T. Higgins is that security blanket. Because remember, C.J. Uzama left this game with a knee injury, meaning somebody had, somebody needed to make catch over the middle of the field. T. Higgins was that guy. He gives he gives Burrow a big talk, you know. T. It's weird. T. Higgins is six four. He's taller than me. I'm six three, and T. Higgins is an inch or so taller than me. He gives Burrow such a big talk. And when you have Chase forming a double team, you've got that number two guy going in the middle field, doing a little bit of not seeing all the coverage, not seeing the bracket of the coverage. And T. Higgins was the difference maker because without T. Higgins today, the Bengals do not win this game and are not playing the LA Rams in a couple weeks. And yes, for Kansas City, we know who Pat Mahomes generally throws the ball to an incredible situation. Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. If you look by look at the stats of this game, stats look okay. Kelsey called 10 balls, Cheetah called 7 78. But you know what was interesting to me? Tyree Kill was a non-factor basically the whole second half. A non-factor the whole second half. Cincinnati did a great job making sure Chivy Kill would not beat them. You remember what happened last week when the Bills couldn't stop Chivy Kill? Well, the Bengals figured out a way of stopping Cheetah. Maybe the Bengals and the Bengals being cats have got the cat-like quickness to stop <laughs> to stop Cheetah, but um. I was the key in the game. Can't, uh, Cincinnati did a great job stopping Cheetah and made sure he was not going to beat them. And yeah, Kelsey caught 10 balls for 95 yards, but, you know, Nico Hallman caught three balls for three fifty for 52. But the difference in this game was Cincinnati having a plan B as a number two receiver and Kansas City not having a plan B as a number two receiver. If you look at it, Chase... And Cheetah both were both largely kept out of the game, caught a touchdown, similar amount of catches. Yeah, Cheetah caught a few one more ball for like 24 more yards, but both guys were kept in check. But T. Higgins giving Joe Burrow that number two receiver made a big difference in this game. And now the game we just saw, and uh, boy, I must say, Debo Samuels is one of my favorite players to watch in football. 
I'm not sure there's a tougher wide receiver or running back to bring down. Derrick Henry, we all know how strong Derrick Henry is. I think Debo Sam is harder to bring down than Derrick Henry. Because Debo is not built as a traditional wide receiver. He's built like a tailback. You know, he... Debo Samuel is six feet tall, but he's 250 pounds. He's got that power, that low body strength that top running backs possess, but yet he can run 4-3. Meaning, if he gets, if you get Debo in the open field, you're not going to bring him to the turf. And yeah, it seemed like the, the Rams all but truck kicking the crap out of him. I remember one time. Well, the Ram, well, one of the Rams DBs laid a shot in Debo. It was a legal shot, nothing wrong, but <laughs> I was wondering if Debo was okay, and he came up, and, you know, in Kyle Shannon's offense, Debo Samuel has become the guy, whether it's a wide receiver or running back. Seemingly, Debo's on the field making plays. And tonight, seven carries for 26 yards. But guess who was in this was lean receiver? Debo Samuel, four for 72. <laughs> My goodness, that guy. That guy is so much fun to watch. I hate it he's not in the Super Bowl because Debo's an incredibly fun player. Brings all the power, all the speed, and versatility you want. And, uh, one of my other favorite players to watch on a weekly basis is George Kittle. How many people drafted George Kittle in fantasy football this year? Trust me, I did. He helped me win one of my leagues. But um, <coughs> sorry, but George Kittle is so much fun to watch because, yes, we know what George Kittle is as a receiver when he gets the ball. But to me, George, the thing that separates George Kittle and Travis Kelsey is George Kittle's run block. Because how many times do you see Kittle run block? You don't see Travis Kelsey as a run block. You you see George Kittle as that run block and tight end. And then Kittle making plays. And tonight, Kittle finally broke out of his touchdown funk, caught a big touchdown. Which uh, put the Niners up, I believe, 17-10 late in third quarter. And if not for the next guy I'm about to mention, uh, Kittle's touchdown might have won the game. But uh, there's another guy who, (laughs) in a city filled with stalls, potentially the biggest stall on Championship Sunday was Cooper Cup. I mean, how much fun has Cooper Cup been to watch this see If you drafted him fourth, fifth round, probably won your league, probably made yourself a lot of money. And uh, my goodness, how how deep – how can anybody stop this guy? 11 catches with 142 yards, two scores tonight. 11, 242, and two scores in the biggest game of his career. Remember, Cooper Cup didn't play in the Super Bowl when the Rams made it a couple years ago, so he hasn't been on Championship Sunday. He hasn't experienced this moment. And when you've got somebody like Stafford who can make all the throws, but under the rest, 
as Stafford was throughout all the game, throughout the game. You need help. Well, Cooper Cup's a security blanket, but a big play receiver. And uh, speaking of stalls, in when you look at the Rams, LA has gone all in. The basically the Rams don't use first round picks. Heck, they don't even use second or third round picks this year. They basically the Rams are like a for sale sign, giving away draft picks. But one guy they didn't have to give up the draft pick for midseason soldier Beckham. And I know Cleveland Brown fans are probably still fuming at Beckham. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? Well, tonight, I think Odell Beckham showed why he's fit to play in a big city. We all remember what Odell Beckham did for the Giants. He was a big play. Wayne Happen seemed to fit the new lifestyle. Well, tonight, in the biggest game of Odell Beckham's career, he fought, he caught nine pass, 413 yards. I'm not sure there's a receiver with stronger hands than Odell Beckham. Seems like every week he makes a very, very difficult catch look easy. I mean, he's got some of the strongest wrist forms I've ever seen as a wide receiver. And having that big play, because Cup's coming over the middle, but Odell Beckham can make the plays on the outside. And yeah, is Odell Beckham what he was coming out of LSU? Probably not, but he's still immense. People still respect him. And for this Ram team, he's exactly what they need. Because you've got Cooper Cup as the run blocker. blocker. But Odell Beckham gives LA a big play threat. And a hands receiver. And Odell Beckham is built for LA. He's built for this team. And you look at the Rams DNA. They've gone all in. They went all in for Stafford. Jalen Ramsey. Brandon Cooks. Vaughn Miller. Sonny Michelle. Odell Beckham <laughs> signed there as a free agent. And without him, the Rams are not winning tonight. And we're not playing on championship Sunday. So, yes, quarterbacks generally receive all the credit, all the blame, what happens. But more and more importantly, receivers are the ones making a difference. And on, and on Super Bowl Sunday, receivers are going to make a big difference for the Bengals with Jamal Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and the Rams with Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, Van Jefferson. So congratulations to the Bengals and the Rams because for the second straight year, a team's going to have a home a Super Bowl in its home stadium. And I can't wait to see all these receivers play because these receivers have got fun and they're all good guys. I mean, nobody's – I mean, maybe Odell Beckham's a diva, but nobody's – all these guys are fun. I mean, got a lot. They've got speed, hands, make the big plays, and I love seeing a great catch. I there's something about seeing a toe tap catch that excites me. So I can't wait to see all these receivers and uh, what a great Super Bowl we'll see in a couple weeks between the Bengals and the Rams. So thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, I know it's late, but uh, wanted to get a little different stream uh, tomorrow. Uh, hope tomorrow, hopefully later this week, we'll. 
have a proper championship Sunday recap, and then we'll dig into some Super Bowl preview. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.